Back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Welcome back to another episode of The Rant. Today is Wednesday, March 17th, and we're going to talk some NBA, which we haven't done in a while now that I think about it, but seems as good a time as any to talk about the NBA, considering a whole bunch of people are going bananas recently. Um, teams and individuals, let me specify. Um, oh, yeah. Let's, before movement. we get into some of the wild stats, let's talk about, let's talk about, let's talk about Blake Griffin. Yeah. Since we didn't talk about that. Um, no, we've had a little bit of a hiatus with all that's happening in the collegiate world. So. Exactly. So, for those that live under a rock, Blake Griffin signed with the Nets for the veteran minimum. Yeah, he got bought out from, well, yes, uh, but from the he, Pistons. He's going to the Nets for the league minimum, for the veteran minimum, excuse me. Um, I mean, he's ring chasing, right? Let's, let's yes, the he's no ring way, chasing. There's no way to sugarcoat that. But there's nothing wrong with it, but it Blake is Griffin is one of those guys that I will always, like, feel sympathy for. Mainly because he got stuck in Detroit. And that just, I mean, I just feel bad for anybody that has to endure that. And he's still, like, he's still a good basketball player. People, I think, forgot about him because he has been injured so many times in the last couple years. And he played for the Pistons, right? But Blake Griffin is still a very solid basketball player and the thing is he he kept teasing right when he announced that like he's finally gonna dunk now yeah 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 exactly and he was like joking about it that he's like you know everyone's been uh been alluding to that and he's like yeah i definitely think that's gonna happen (laughs) which is hilarious you want to have a couple minute discussion about blake griffin blake griffin is an interesting like case study in in kind of nba players i'll ask you this if he doesn't win a ring Right, and he retired today. Hall of Famer? I would say yes. Like, I would say yes just because everybody gets in the Basketball what, like, Hall of Fame. I'm right? sorry, are you going to tell me there's a whole lot of difference between a Blake Griffin and like a Sean Kemp? No. That's the thing. I think that I think that because of like modern statistical inflation, you're going to have a lot of guys who just got to get into the Hall of Fame. Off yeah, of like and I think I think good it's like, statistically. Because there are players that are good statistically that I feel like aren't Hall of Fame players. Right, and I think yeah. an element of like the eye test has to come into play. Like Blake Griffin was truly like must-watch television when he first came in the league, right? Because he was so freakishly athletic. And I will say he did... kind of benefited from that, and people thought he was better than he was just because he was so fun to watch. Absolutely, right? but I, mean... I, I I also think you know he was the first draft pick for that Clippers team that really turned them Didn't into bust, a yeah. in turn turned them into a contender. And yeah, they never won anything, but that team was really good for a, a, a couple years there because, you know, they drafted him, then they obviously get tri- Chris Paul, and then DeAndre Jordan became a thing, and, and all that stuff. And now the, the you know, and now the Clippers obviously are a completely different team, but they're still relevant, and a lot of that is because it started with the Blake Griffin Clippers, with right? With the Lob City team, yeah. You look at, I know it's silly to put people in the dunk, in, in the Hall of Fame because of, like, the dunk conscious and things like that, but, I mean, he did have, like, some of the most iconic dunks ever, I just think that because of that is enough to get him in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I think right. here's here's my opinion about about Blake Griffin, right? And I have some controversial opinions about Blake Griffin. Obviously, elite player, right? Like no mm-hmm. question, elite player. I do think people tried too hard to put him because he was so just physically talented, right? People tried too hard to kind of put him in that like really really top echelon both at his position and also in the mm-hmm. NBA overall. Like, remember, this was also an era where, like, at the beginning of his career, like, Chris Bosh was still in the league and Kevin Love was still on the Timberwolves and, you know, Timmy D was obviously still in the league and pe- and Dirk, and people kind of tried to put him in that tier and it was like, it always felt kind of forced because whenever Chris Paul didn't play, that team just kind of wasn't the same. And is he a little bit of, like, an empty calorie stack guy? Yeah, sure, bit. but that doesn't mean that yeah, he wasn't I'm also not gonna a top 25 say, player in the uh, league. But, like, when all is said and done, we talk about Carl Anthony Towns as the old example that we use, right? He's an empty stack calorie player. But I'm not going to say here and say that he's not a Hall of Fame player. Carl Anthony Towns will almost 
definitely be a hall if of fame he continues player. at this pace yeah, when all said done yeah right like you know if you that's put just up those the stats, era that we live in right but it's like I mean, if you put up those stats for an entire career in. yes you're a hall of fame player are these yeah. empty calorie stats yes but they're still stats at the end of the day right yeah and otherwise and think, you'll never have a good player that's on a bad team you'll never have them in the and if in the hall of fame if, if we if we you know exclude yeah players that yeah and the clippers weren't that bad right i mean it's not like they were terrible at that era they, they were a playoff team so perennial um yeah, I think that Blake Griffin, and this is, I think, this is why I think Zion is, Zion's, like, comp is, is kind of Blake Griffin, although Blake Griffin has a little bit more of a jumper. Um, I think Blake Griffin is the kind of player who, if he, like, a prime Blake Griffin, obviously not, like, now old Blake Griffin, but, like, a prime Blake Griffin, if he was the clear number two on your team, you were a very good team. If he was the number one or, like, the unclear number two on your team, you kind of had a hard ceiling just because there were limits to what Blake Griffin could do on an NBA court, right? Mm -hmm. Because he couldn't really stretch the floor. And defensively, he wasn't great, right? He wasn't like, you know, like a Tim Duncan or, or you know, or even let's say like a Kevin Love level of rebounder or anything mm -hmm. like that. But, I mean, now as, a, as he's going to be like the fifth best player on that Nets team, right? Like that Nets team is literally just building the avengers at this point yeah well and the thing is right the thing is and he, they're gonna get boogie too and he so. even, he even he even like said in his conference he's like listen this team's a well-oiled machine i'm just gonna come in just be like a support supporting cast just you know fill in the gaps which is perfect because blake griffin's still capable of being like a decent defender right like, and against still, second units he'll yeah, smoke people yeah exactly he's still good for rebounds he's still good for you know some putbacks some and stuff post like, that. like some post points like it's just Honestly, it's a, it's. I mean, a he's not a completely situation. busted shooter, right? No, I mean, he's, he's not, not a completely he, busted he, shooter. He's not. And the thing is, like, they just need him to be okay, and I, I'm very Death. confident in him being more than okay. So, I mean, it's a good and, signing for the. It's it's a good move by the Nets. And I think because, what you're seeing is is that because they don't need more scoring, they just need yeah. need more bodies, right? That are capable yeah. of just playing not, minutes. Yeah, <laughs> just not messing up too. Like that sounds so bad, but the, the Nets are kind of adopting the like the Warriors method of of building a team where it's like, look, we have so much of our cap tied up in, in our front lineup yeah. that our second unit is just going to be, well, our second unit is going to be a combination of dudes that we draft, mm -hmm. right? Who are on rookie contracts and making nothing and league minimum ring chasing free. Remember they had like Vince Carter at one point and like JaVale McGee was on the team for a while. Right. Yeah. And like Pachulia, like literally just, just stiffs, right? Who are you know just there to take up minutes? Yeah, but that's that's I mean that's the method. And Blake Griffin is, to be honest, Blake Griffin way is better, better than JaVale McGee. So and way better than Zaza Pachulia. Yeah, and or like a washed up forty year old Vince Carter. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, good for Blake, good for the Nets. I mean, as much as it pains me as a fan of another like Eastern contender team in the East, I'm but, just happy um, to see Blake Griffin not in Detroit anymore. Yeah, he's gonna. Also, let me just say, say this: Blake Griffin is gonna thrive in the New York City comedy club scene. Oh yeah, Blake Griffin is a very dude. funny human being. Also, an underrated, just kind of like hipster dude, chill guy likes to go out and and enjoy the. Uh, I'm not even gonna say like the nightlife because oh, yeah. I think he's too old for that. You, it's just you, more of like you know, you know him personally. Nah, no, don't. Back. But just his uh, his reputation. Back. Blake Griffin a little older than me, dude. Oh really? A lot older. Didn't know that. Yeah, a little older than me. Fun fact. Just from... This is completely switching gears. Fun fact. Lonzo Ball this season is shooting better from three-point three lane than Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, he's kind of turning himself around, honestly. Tatum, Carmelo, Brandon Ingram. What's he shooting? 40-something? James 43? Harden, Trey Young, and Buddy Heald. He's shooting 40%. Or 38.9 if we want to get want to get specific. but Lonzo That's Ball, better than all those him? guys? Yeah. I would not have expected that. I mean, you know, he's only 0.1% higher than Damian Lillard, but hey, 0.1 is 0.1. Well, yeah, I mean, and Damian Lillard is considered, like, an elite three-point shooter, so. But, I mean, Lonzo quietly having a decent, decent Here's game. Here's the thing with Lonzo. I think because LeBron came into that Lakers team, it just was like, and also because LeVar is just a fool, right? Like, he got so much unnecessary hate. It's like, he doesn't suck. I mean, he's not a bad player. Right, statistically, I mean, he is among true point guards, aka not Ben Simmons. Among true point guards, I mean, he's probably the 
the best defensive point guard in the league, maybe second, right? Depending on what you count Pat Beverly as, and he's way better offensively than Beverly, so, right? He's well, like physically, he's he, there's much more, better. There's yeah. way more upside to Lonzo physically than like a Pat Beverly. Yeah, and 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 I think that, I mean, you look at how many teams in the league have just like ballistic scoring point guards. I mean, and I'm saying this as a Celtics fan, having Marcus Smart on your team or like a guy like that who you can just stick him on like a Curry or like a Damian Lillard and you're like, hey, you know what? They're going to get 20, but it's going to be an inefficient 20 and they're not going to get 40. Like that is such a nice thing to have on your team Mm -hmm. if you're a good team. Because think about how many teams just have like nuclear point guards basically. And he still gets assists. And now that he has a three-point shot, like he's going to be a valuable free agent. Yeah, because I, I don't think he's he's part of that team's long term future. I really don't. no, and I think that he can get to like twenty points a game. Honestly, I, I think he yeah, can. But I feel like the the oh, the issue with Lonzo always is like, does he? Like it just seems like he doesn't have any interest in scoring. You know what I mean? Like maybe that's just me, but I mean he is seem, a pass first guy. Yeah, for sure. he he's a hundred percent a pass first guy. But it's just like it's like, not a terrible thing. No, it's not a bad thing. A but there's sometimes guy. there's like, dude, just just like. It's okay. You can take over this yeah. game if you want to. Like, we saw that yeah. in college a bunch, right? He did that a couple yeah. times. Uh, anyway. I think those those Laker years really hurt him a little bit. Just kind of all the media attention. And he he's also, he's, again, not that I know him, but, like, he just seems like a quieter dude, right? Especially compared to, again, the oversized figure of his father. And I think people wanted him to be like that kind of heel of the NBA and he really just didn't want to be. He was just like, look, I'm just trying to be here in hoop. You know <laughs> what I mean? I'm not trying to, to deal with all this crap. And I think now that he's separated himself from that, it's yeah. I was reading that the other day about how he's really kind of turned himself around offensively. Good for Lonzo ball, honestly. Uh, Good for Lonzo and ball. it's funny cause like his brother's getting the attention, which is not necessarily undeserved just cause his brother is playing really well. Well, his so brother's going to be rookie of the year. Yeah. But, but Lonzo's just flying under the, under the radar. Um, the heat. Now, this we need to talk about. Yeah, we. I was we actually were, that was gonna be. We we said they were gonna turn it around, and they turned it around. Now <laughs> they did it a lot later than both of us thought, but they are definitely yeah. turning it around in in a big way. They started seven and fourteen this season in the first nine and one in their last. 10 they have blown teams eight out. of their last nine games, and they are in fourth place. Sorry, they've won nine of their last ten. Excuse me. They are in fourth place in the Eastern Conference, and. Just like that, the standings are about what we thought they would be. Yeah, because there are so many teams packed together. There are so many teams packed together that, like, you win a couple games in a row and you pass six And the thing is, the top four teams in the East right now, their last ten games, they're 8-2, 9-1, 9-1, 9-1. So the top four teams in the NBA are just... Cruising. In in the Eastern Conference, excuse me, are just hammering the bottom bottom half of the the conference. Which is like, yeah. I guess it's water finding its level, right? Because you know teams were kind of hanging in there throughout the uh, throughout the first half of the season before the All Star break. But now they're definitely the most so. team out of any of those teams. Like, well, I mean, Jimmy Butler's their star, but you know you don't. He's not even really a star. It right? feels I mean, as if really star? that he, you know, it doesn't from an outsider at least, right? Because I'm not. I mean, I'm not a Heat fan. I don't follow them religiously but i'm just saying from an outsider's perspective it seems as though that team just plays as one unit they don't have like a go-to guy even though everyone would say jimmy butler's their go-to guy it just has the appearance that that they don't Fun yeah fact. and i think that also they've had guys who like their stats don't tell like for example guys like hero and dragic Duncan and robinson. robinson yeah who have missed games also along the way right they're their stats are a little obviously taking a little bit of a hit because they've had you know games where they maybe don't play a lot of minutes because they're recovering. Like for example, I'll give you an example. The the Heat have played forty games this season. Mm-hmm. They have of their you know key rotation guys. I'm not talking about dudes who play like no time. Mm-hmm. They have two guys who have played over thirty games, and then only one player who's played all forty, which is Duncan Robinson. Mm-hmm. Right, the, the two guys who have played over thirty are Kendrick and Bam, and then you look at Jimmy, Tyler, and Goron who have played under thirty games this season. So that means they've missed at least twenty five percent of the team's games. Yeah, and it shows. Right? I mean, and it shows. Yeah, I mean, it shows. And and they're still recovering, and they're they're only going to get better, right? I I don't think 
that, you know, Goran's ceiling is 14 points and Tyler's ceiling is 15 points. Like, that, those numbers are going to go up. I have an interesting you know. stat for you. Hit me. Nikola Vukovic is averaging, and we've talked about this before, he's quietly having an incredible season. Obviously, he's on a terrible team, but that's besides the point. He's averaging 25, 12, and 4 on 49, 41, and 85% shooting this season. All right. I want you to guess what his plus minus is on the season. I couldn't even imagine. I don't even know. Give me a ballpark. Just give me like over under 50. I don't know. Like <laughs> His plus minus on the season is minus 236. Why? It is the worst in the NBA. Because that team has no defense. But that doesn't make sense, I mean, he's not though. the best but that defender either. But, but because but that he's doesn't on the make floor, sense. And, I mean, Nick, they've... That team has won 13 games all season. Okay, but what's Cats plus minus? They dude? give up 112 points per game. I, yeah, I mean, okay, but I what's Cats, cats plus minus? I don't have Cats in front of me, but, I'm, but still. That's tragic, That's dude. Tough. Like, How bad of a defender can you be? That's it's like Ennis Cantor level It's not even individual, though. Like, That's not even his individual. That's just the team is just I mean, garbage. He's not a good defender. I know that. But the team in general. I mean, they give up 112 points a game. That's not good. Defense. Is that worse in the NBA? That's got to be close to worse in the NBA. The, the plus minus? No, the uh, the 112 points. It's actually game. that's that's actually compared to other teams, at least just in the Eastern Conference, it's kind of middle of the pack, right? The I know Wizards, the Wizards are the, the worst. Wizards yeah, the Wizards and the Nets are have terrible. the worst too, but the Magic are actually technically in the top half in terms of the points per game. It's just see, they, that is the one thing that I worry about with the Nets, right? I mean, they can't defend anybody, <laughs> so if they have a couple yeah, games, but I they think can't a lot of that, like... I think they're still recovering from the first half, first part of the season, right? Where. That's they true. were doing that, but recently they've been a little bit better defensively. Now they still have just games where they don't play any defense, but I'm just saying, now they're getting the personnel right with with Blake coming in, and and they had Roberson. That you know the defense is starting to catch up a little bit, but again, it still it still has games where they just don't play defense. Um, the Suns have only lost three games since the end of January. They're in second place, I believe, in the Western Conference. Hot take, though, that's a regular season team. I don't think that as strongly as you do. I think they'll be. I think they'll be good in the playoffs. I'm sorry. If you have Chris Paul in the playoffs, you will always be competitive. You will always be competitive in the playoffs. I'm not saying they'll yes. win the whole thing, but I'm just saying. No, 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 no. With Chris okay. Paul, with Chris Paul and Devin Devin Booker has shown flashes of being like a clutch guy, right? Of having a clutch gene. Sure. I, I do think they will be good. I, I okay. don't think they'll be a first-round exit. I don't. So, so No, no, okay. But who's their matchup right now? Who's the seven? Uh, what is that? Memphis? Yeah, Memphis. Okay, okay. well, they're beat, they're, they'll beat Memphis just because yeah. they have better personnel. But I just think here's my issue with them. I think that more than guards, wings matter in, in the playoffs. That's why, like, as much as... Right, as much as Boston's having a terrible regular season, like I'm still gonna bet on them in the playoffs. Not even just because they're my own team, just because I think that wings matter. Right, that's why I think that, you know, the like the Clippers could could play terribly the rest of the season, and I'd still bet on them just because they have two good wings. Here's the thing: as much as we love Devin Booker, he can't defend anybody. Like he can't defend anybody. Excuse me, the seven seeds, the Spurs. I was looking at the wrong stuff. The Spurs, Spurs, honestly. That's not a great matchup. Well, for, they just got rid of Aldridge for the so, Suns. I mean, yeah, the Spurs. I mean, right now they could are also what? just be like giving up. Yeah, Deontay Murray and uh, and De- DeMar DeRozan, who's having a great season. But but other than that, I don't really. The Spurs yeah. are not. I mean, they they. Win I don't know if they'll they finish at the team basketball, though. But, but I don't again, know if they'll finish. Seven, they're not though. gonna be a threat in the playoffs, in my opinion. I just think like here's my my thing with the with the with the Suns. It's like it's another one of these teams that. Like we were just talking about this in the in the March Madness podcast. It's Devin Booker obviously does best when someone gives him the ball, right? That's why he works so well with Chris Paul. And Chris Paul at this stage in his career is not a guy who goes out and gets you buckets on him on his own, right? Obviously. I mean he could. He's still very he, can, he can. But he's yeah, not gonna but... go out and, and score first and drop forty a night. No. No. And I think that if they play a team with a solid wing defender, like it's just going to be so who can who can even slow down Devin Booker, it's going to be so much pressure. First of all, it's going to be pressure on them defensively to slow down an elite wing. Mm-hmm. Secondly, it's so much pressure on then on then like Chris Paul and Aiton, right to like fill in the scoring gap. It's like I just don't see them. I don't see a third guy 
as much as people will tell me it's DeAndre Ayton, it's like that guy's points come off of like putbacks and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's no third. There's no first of all. I don't think there's a second guy who can create a shot, right? Because again, Booker's more of like a I get the ball and score, and I just don't think that there's a third guy. And I think that you need three guys in the playoffs, and mm-hmm. and and two of them have to be able to create their own shot. That's what I like about Miami, even though I don't think any of their players is as good as Evan Booker. Mm-hmm. Um. With Miami, it's like you have guys who can get buckets in different ways, right? Like, obviously, Jimmy Butler can slash. You have Hero, who's the shooter. And then you have Bam, who can down low, like, really get you stuff. And also, he can create out of the low post. Like, that's guys who can, who can beat you different ways. I just don't see that kind of roundness of, a, of, a, of an offense to, to a Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Right? Obviously, they'll beat San Antonio just because they have better personnel than San Antonio. But... Like I do think I don't think they're the second best team in the West if you have to play playoff basketball. You just brought up Miami. They just traded. Uh so Oklahoma City is sending Trevor Ariza to the Heat for none other than Myers Leonard and a twenty twenty seven second round pick. No comment on Myers Leonard because I don't want to get involved in that. But um, um Leonard still has to waive his no trade clause. Myers Leonard has a no trade clause because uh, the one year bird restriction on his deal. Oh, okay. I was like, what GM gave him an extra special no trade clause? Yeah, but let, so okay, Oklahoma City has nineteen first round picks or swaps and sixteen second round picks in the next seven drafts. Oh my! So God. it's Myers Leonard and and a first you said, and a 20, or a second? 27 second, I believe. Yeah, twenty twenty seven second. I mean, honestly, good for Miami. You get rid of. A problem. Presence. Well, uh, yeah, really? a problem. And for the price of a second-round pick, you get Trevor Reza. And we just talked was, about who, having good and, defensive wings. And Tre- yeah, <laughs> Trevor Reza, great defensive ring, wing, veteran player. Been on can hit a teams. shot. He can hit a shot from, from the corner. You fun, know? Also, another fun fact. Trevor Reza has now been traded more times than any other player in NBA history. 11, Is that a confirmed fact, or are yes. you just saying that? No, I'm, I'm saying that as a confirmed fact. 11 times the most by any player in NBA history. Congratulations. And the thing is like you don't think you don't you don't think about him as like you know a bad guy who's like a journeyman. Like he's a good player. It's, no, just, it's just that he's the thing is he always the, the He's always the, on good teams for short deals. He, he no he's on good teams for short deals and then when they miss their window they trade him to bad teams to offload his contract and then when he's on bad teams good teams want Good him teams back. need him. Yeah. <laughs> I will literally read his path right through in the NBA. He was Knicks, then Magic, then Lakers. Uh, Houston, then Hornets, then Wizards, then Rockets, then Suns in free agency, then Wizards, then Kings, then Blazers, Rockets, Pistons, Thunder, and then now Heat. Like, it's... It, it's when did he enter the league? Uh, I mean, it's been a while. He, he was, he was yeah, I mean, he's old. I know he's old, 2000s. but like... Uh, I can't Honestly, remember. good for Trevor Ariza, though. Like, get he's your He's made a career out of just, like, just spending a half, half a year. Does he have year. a ring? Like, he, he must have a ring somewhere. Uh, right? I don't think so. Dude, that is tough. Think about it. You get traded to all these like nasty teams and you still somehow don't have a ring. And he's mm-hmm. not going to get one this year either. So, yeah. Yeah. Tough for Trevor Reza. I mean, he's made a lot of money doing it. So, like, not that tough. But, you know. Yeah. Tough in terms of the, like, you don't have a ring. I also will say, I think the Hawks started 5-0 and under Nate McMillan, who became their head coach after they let go. Let okay, can we talk years. about this? Because we actually haven't had a podcast since this guy's been fired. We haven't had an NBA podcast yeah. since this guy's been fired. Yeah. Can we talk Go about this? It. People, a lot of people on the internet say dumb stuff about why this guy was fired, which I don't want to get into because I just don't want to touch that. But he was fired because that team couldn't defend a wet paper bag that was having a nosebleed. And and even even with bad defense, that team under they were underachieving. Because they, they were they underachieving. A, they, that team is it can be so good on offense. And yeah, you can say, oh, well, Trey Young's not shooting as well from three as he can. Well, it's like yeah, yes and no. He's but, still averaging like twenty eight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that team was underachieving. I know they're young, but the the upside of the talent on that team was just so high for them to have the record that they had was not good. And Nate McMillan's more of a defensive minded coach, I'd say. Right, just from his time with the Pacers. And the thing is, people forget he was a good coach for the Pacers. He got fired because they couldn't, you know, advance in the playoffs, et cetera, et cetera. But Nate McMillan is is a good coach. And, you know, I don't know how much of them winning is him or just a coincidence, but they was he's, he's played five he's played five games. You said? Uh, they. Sh- I know they started out 5-0. Oh. I, I, it may be six games, but they're 7-3 in their last 10. So just take they've away their last straight. 10. They've won six straight. They've so just six. take away their last 10, just to be fair. 
So if you take away their last 10, they would have been... 13 13, and 17. 13 and 17. Okay, that's a winning percentage well under 500, obviously. So let's look at some other below 500 teams in the NBA. Mm -hmm. Okay, Pacers, I don't know what the hell is happening with them. But the Bulls, I mean, the Hawks definitely have better personnel than the Bulls. Zach Levine aside, because Zach Levine, Trey Young is a wash. And then, I mean, the rest of the Bulls personnel is not as good as the Hawks, right? The, the Bulls don't have a single big that's as good as Clint Capella or John Collins. As good as Markinen is, he's not as good as John Collins. Mm-hmm. Um, the Raptors, I mean, definitely the Hawks have better personnel than the Raptors, right? I mean... Mm-hmm. Siakam's having a down season. Kyle Lowry's not what he used to be. And the rest of the Raptors is just like, it's Van Vliet and a bunch of dudes. Me. They just don't. Yeah. Oh, the Wizards, here, the Wizards, again, like you could even argue that top to bottom, they have better personnel than the Wizards. Mm-hmm. Right? And they were below all of those teams for a while. And we all, I mean, at the beginning, I mean, most of our beginning season picks are shot to hell and back at this point. But we <laughs> yeah. had the Hawks. I, I like, thought the Hawks were going to. We had them like sixth, and listen, or something like they're that. They're in seven right now. They're twenty and 20. well now since they fired the coach. Yeah, it shows that it was a good reason, good thing that they fired the coach, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, but, I mean, they're I'm on a so sixteen winning streak. They've been they've been playing well since yeah. fire, firing the coach. And I'm not saying Lloyd Pierce isn't a bad coach. I'm just saying, in his position, that team was under underachieving. So people are saying that, that the go. firing was not justified. But I mean. At the end of the day, it was because they are playing better now than they were under under him. So um, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say it was like a Saunders level of no, just no abominability, no, no, no. but still, like they were underachieving. If you ask me, like, what are the teams right now that are underachieving their personnel? The Wizards. And I'm not going to Wizards. The Pacers, honestly. Pacers, Pacers yeah, Pacers Wizards, Pacers perch. in the East, and then in the West, I would say Pelicans. Are they? The, I mean. Mm. And the Dude, everybody and the tells T-Wolves. me the Pelicans' personnel is yeah, the T Wolves obviously, but like everybody tells me the, the the Pelicans' personnel. Can we talk about the Pelicans? Let's talk about Pelicans. We just talked about Lonzo Ball, so let's talk about the Pelicans. Let's do it. Are yeah, they yeah. underachieving their personnel? I mean, I know they have yes. two All Stars, right? Yes. Brandon Ingram they and are. Zion. They are. Dude, are they better personnel wise than the Warriors? They're better than the. Listen, I'm just right now. The Spurs are say, overachieving would, though. The Spurs are overachieving the thing, their the personnel. This may be controversial, but I think right now. Yes, the Pelicans have better personnel than the Warriors, right? Besides, I mean, Steph Curry, Curry withstanding, yeah, okay. Besides Steph Curry and Draymond Green, who on the Warriors? I'd say, I'd say there's not a single player. Eh, you could make the argument, oh, well, Wiggins, whatever. I, I'm not. He's not better than Lonzo, though. I don't think. But here's, the I thing. think Lonzo say, now is the, better than Wiggins. The combination of Lonzo, Brandon Ingram, and Zion Williamson alone is better than their three best players. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And, and yeah, I mean, especially because Draymond is, is on another level than all of them. But, oh yeah, obviously. but but the other two the guys are not the same. Yeah. And yeah, I I think the I think the Pelicans personnel wise are better than I think they're better than the T Wolves. I think they're better than the Rockets. Obviously, I think they're better than the Thunder. They're better than the Spurs. They're better than the Warriors. I, I think the I do Pelicans think I, very I'm not saying I'm together. not saying they're underachieving by a ton, right? Because they're they're. They're, they're like 17 and 23. They're almost 500, right? But they should be at least 500, that team. Yeah. It's not I mean, It's not a massive, right? It's not a the massive. Thing is they are in kind of a bad division. Like, I'm surprised they're not even beating up on their own division. Because aside of Dallas, there's nobody in that division who excites you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, the Southwest, you could argue. I'm going to make the argument that the, that the Southwest division is is the worst division in the West. Mm-hmm. I and I know think. that, yeah, because I think that, like, even though the Northwest has Minnesota, who are awful, the rest of those teams are, I mean, Oklahoma's, they're bad, but, I mean, they're not atrocious, and the other three teams are amazing. I'd say Oklahoma City's overachieving, even though they're 17-23, given, yeah, their, no, they're given their personnel, they're overachieving. Dude, it's, they're being led by Shea Alexander Hill, and a rookie. And, the, and, the and dorture, a rookie. The torture chamber. And the torture chamber. Yeah, and, and Pushevsky. Yeah, which I know you love. Pushevsky. I mean, listen, he's the youngest player in the NBA. Actually, we're going to talk about Pushevsky now because <laughs> why not? He had a great he had a great performance. He has he was just put into the starting lineup, um, which I'm surprised he wasn't starting for the beginning of the season, but whatever. I mean, I'm not they got to nothing him. to lose. Yeah, he got put into the starting lineup. Um, like three games, he becomes the youngest player ever with a double double, and then he becomes the youngest player ever with uh, twenty. Uh, yeah, 23, 10, five, and 4. 
Yeah, he had, he had 7 20... of 13 shooting, 5 of 8 from 3. Yeah, he became the youngest player ever with 20 points, 10 rebounds, and 5 made threes, right? Which is pretty much like the elite big man, like stretch big man stat in the NBA, right? And mm-hmm. I mean, when he was, I had the pleasure, I guess is the right word, of watching him just on the practice court at, uh, at Olympiacos because sometimes they would practice on the same floor as us. Um, before, after, and obviously he wasn't playing a lot of minutes for that Olympiacos team because they were trying to, you know, win games and they had experienced players, a lot of ex NBA guys who were eating up a lot of minutes, but in practice, again, nobody really cared. And you could see him just, he was obviously not physically the same as like the grown men, but just athletically and skill wise, you could just see like, yeah, he's on a different level. Right. And then you saw him, my man came in with the, I don't care about anything but ball (laughs) suit and haircut at the draft. (laughs) And I think somebody on Twitter oh said, like, watch out, NBA. He's about to eat because... There's his his house has no <laughs> wall decorations, no, no tablecloth, nothing. He just got a TV a to watch and film, chairs, that's it. <laughs> and he's wearing an unta... Like, oh, I, I love it. I'm I loving love it, it, dude. He's... I mean, and the thing is, he he's a good defender, haircut. too. He's got the $5 haircut from Great Clips. He's... And the thing is, he's a... Everybody's going to say he's sneaky athletic. No, he's just athletic, okay? He's, he's not, seven nothing feet sneaky tall. about it. He's seven feet tall. He moves great. He's got a good handle. He's got a super clean stroke, right? I mean, they might have, they might have, we talk about sleepers. He's sleeping just because nobody cares about Oklahoma City, but I mean. And no one pays attention to international prospects. <laughs> also that, yes. He's, you're talking about sleeper rookie, you know, pick, like that's. That's making both me and Leela kind of dumb there. <laughs> I mean, Lamella Bell still went, winning the rookie. No, no, no. I don't mean for rookie of the year. I mean, like, we had a separate category that was sleeper pick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, switching gears. The other night, the record was broken for most triple-doubles in a single day in the NBA history. Five players recorded triple-doubles. Julius Randle, James Harden, Giannis, Westbrook, and Demontis Sabonis. All put up triple doubles, and it's like, it's nice to see. Uh, obviously, there's familiar faces in Harden and Westbrook, right? And even Giannis, yeah, is somewhat familiar. But I mean, Julius Randle's <clears throat> put up a couple triple doubles this season. Demontis Sabonis as well. But it's just you know, it's nice to see that there are, especially bigs that are that are just dropping stats. Speaking of of Julius Randle, I mean, he's we... he's having an absolutely outrageous season. Outrageous. Well, and we talked we we talked about this off the air, kind of while we were on our NBA hiatus, talking a lot about college. Mm-hmm. I actually remember that draft, right? Because it was one of the the first drafts that I really started paying not just like cursory attention, but like close attention. And I remember him and Smart. I think they went six and seven, um, because even though they were both just clearly way better than the guys above them. Um, because it was like, well, Julius had had some injury concerns in college. I think he like broke his leg or something like that. And then smart, obviously there were concerns about the jumper and you could just see in the Mm. interviews. I remember, I think it was Doris was giving them interviews like as they, after they like hug the commissioner and they come down the steps and they're like, Oh, how do you feel about going, you know, to whatever team? And, and you could just see how just pissed that they were, that they went six and seven. Right? Like, because they both thought that they should have gone like one and two. Right? Mm-hmm. And they were so mad that they went six and seven. And I think that obviously for a while, I think Julius Randle just kind of got unlucky because his first season with the Lakers, you saw the glimmers that he could be really good. Because yeah. he was kind of this guy who could pass out of the low post, he could get you points, he was a, a good rebounder. And he's just, and then of course, too. I mean, well, he, he's he, just he, an yeah. absolute freak. Well, he ends up in this mess with New Orleans because he plays the same position as Anthony Davis. Well, and they also and then, were offloading him because it was all in preparation for getting LeBron and all and that AD, stuff. Yeah. And now that he finally has a ch- – I mean, obviously it's a few years in. But like, I'm just glad that both of those guys and in the their own is, ways have had really good careers. He's still so young. He's right? still so young because still he was so a one young. and done. Yeah, he's still so young that – How is he, like 24? I'd say he's probably 20, – yeah, 24, 25. 24, 25, yeah. So he's got years left. He's 26. 26. But, okay. st- I mean, he's st- he's entering his prime right now. You can build around him and RJ. Oh, my gosh. It's, I'm I'm loving it. And, listen, I know that the Knicks have lost a couple games recently. They're kind of 
falling a little bit, but they played two really close games to the They're Sixers. They're still way the exceeding Nets. expectations, And both though. games were decided in the final seconds by just horrible refereeing. But the Knicks are competitive, and it's so nice to see it. It's they're so overachieving extremely, ex like by an extreme degree. They're overachieving, but at the same time, at, I'm starting to believe they're not overachieving, and they're just like they're just a, a better. Oh no! Obviously, at some point now, it becomes that, yeah. At, you know, like I don't think this is like a, a a honeymoon phase. You know what I mean? No. Right. You know who's the unsung hero of your team? Go for it. Noel. Nerlens Noel. Yeah. Dude, Explain. he plays 22 minutes a night, right? Mm -hmm. He gives you two blocks and a steal in 22 minutes and only two fouls. And again, all we need from That's him. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Nobody talks about him, but like, especially if you're going to play, you know, a lot of minutes to like a Randall or even like an Obi Toppin or, mm -hmm. you know, some other guys who are more focused on the offensive – Having Robinson and Noel who can just come in and they're like, we only care about defense. Yeah, just give us right? give us defense for 20 minutes tonight and, and we're golden, right? And I think it's nice because... That's like, what they do. They pretty much Noel, split time. A guy like Nerlens Noel at this point in his career, he's like, all right, I'm not going to be a guy. Like, I'm not going to be the number one guy. I'm not just going to... But like, I can still be a sick defender. Yeah, <laughs> right. But if I just play really good defense, then I will be a, you know, a top tier player in my position category or like i'll just be well respected within the league so like the, the ego i guess this late in someone's career for like a guy like noel is it just well and the, and the thing is the few free throws that the few not free throws sorry the few field goals he does take i mean he hits at an incredibly efficient rate yeah same with robinson i mean those two guys basically split time for you at the five and and they hit a good percentage of their field goals. I mean, the free throw shooting on Robinson is a bit sketchy, but I mean, okay, fine. He doesn't take that many of them, so it doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. um, and as for the other guys, I mean, you have some guys who are sneakily hitting like a decent amount of their of their three-point shots. I mean, RJ's at about league average. Emmanuel quickly is about slightly above league average. And obviously, Randall is just stroking the hell out of the ball right now. He's shooting 41%. But even like a Kevin Knox... You know, even like a Reggie Bullock and, uh, and like a Burks. Like all, you have some guys who can really just hit the three. Funnily enough, Frank Nilakina hitting almost 50% of his threes. I mean, limited I mean, the sample, sample size, size obviously. Way, but way lower. I don't know. How do you feel about him, dude? Nilakina. I've, I've struggled to think about him. Uh, here's how I feel about that situation. If his draft situation was different i don't think there would be as much drama around it but because he was drafted in in you know a top pick in the year that that he was drafted forever on the knicks he will be associated with that and how it was not a smart pick at that stage i still remember the, how they booed him because they didn't take dennis smith and it's like i still think he's better well than here's smith, the thing though, in, in retrospect that i don't think even knicks fans will be mad at that because dennis smith is just you know just okay yeah. Uh, so it's like, okay, well, we didn't, we didn't, you know, we could have messed up that as well had we taken him. But because... Well, it's like I'm sick and tired of the whole, like, oh, Donovan Mitchell went 16. It's like, yeah, but zero people had people yeah, picking I Donovan mean, Mitchell at seven. Like, nobody had that happen. I agree. So it's that. not even that you missed. But what I will say is because he was drafted in the way he was and we need, the Knicks desperately needed, like, offense or a punch yeah. of style or energy and or he just right? wasn't that and and he wasn't that he was like a player that you would draft if you were on a good team right a team that was already a in the playoffs. specialist yeah and he was such a project on offense right like his his physical ability and you know is unquestionable yeah. and his defense was always great that was what everyone was talking about but he was such a project offensively and here's the thing if 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 the Knicks were to draft him now, I wouldn't be as mad, right? Because the, you know they've established themselves as like, oh, they're you know they're at least competing in games. They're they're about five hundred or just under on the season. You know, like oh, let's draft a defensive guard, right? That you can throw out there, uh, you know, and guard a team's best player. But I just think on the Knicks, unless they just really hit on their draft picks and in free agency the next year or two, I just don't think there's a place on that team for him because he's so limited in, in his in his ability 
Right, but, like, if he goes to a team that's already really well-established, right? Like, like a Milwaukee. I'm just throwing it out there because that's the first yeah. one that comes to mind, right? Like a Milwaukee, a team that's already, like, a title contender. If he goes and there... And he just needs shooting and defense. Right. That's... And, and and I think then he would he would be a good NBA player. But, unfortunately, on this team, I think his, like, window's passed. And you see guards passing him now, like, I mean... Quickly. You've got Quickly, who's playing ahead of him, who just started his first game. Alfred Payton. Finally. Alfred Payton. D Rose, you know, you've got these other guards that are starting to pass over him, and I just think his his position on the team is dwindling. And unfortunately, you can just see the coaching staff doesn't see him in the. Well, and it's also a different coaching staff than the the one that drafted him. So I think there's less of a a incentive to play him. Exactly. Um, But I don't I don't think he's a bad NBA player. I think he gets a bad rap. But I think in the right situation, he could be actually a very useful player for a for a contender. Well, he's a specialist, right? I mean, he's. And again, he I has just think, his role, think, and that's he, what he does. I think because of the way, the the timing that he got drafted, I just think it was just a bad, bad combination. Um, another player that got a triple double that night, Giannis. Uh, he passed Kareem for the most thirty point triple doubles in Bucks history, so he has He's seven. Now. Already a Hall of Famer. Well, yes. I don't think anyone's debating that. I mean, he's an MVP by your standards. Yeah. MVPs yeah. automatically get. That is my standard. Um, the Kings have lost 13 of the last 16. They've blown double-digit leads in three of their last four losses. They're an absolute dumpster fire. Trey, De'Aaron, Fox. We've said it a million times. We'll say it a million more. Yeah, Bagley. Up, it's also Bagley again. doesn't. He's not working. I mean, he he got he just got injured too. Bagley was. Well, it's like again another one of those guys who's forever cursed with like oh we could have had Doncic, especially considering <laughs> Vlade Divac was your GM at that point. Yeah. I mean. Can the you imagine Kings, a Luka Doncic, De'Aaron Fox backcourt? Oh, that is wild. just that is just so nice to kill think him about. with like uber contrasting styles of play. What's well, right? also like you De'Aaron play De'Aaron Fox, Fox off like, ball there? You play De'Aaron Fox off ball? That'd be wild. But I'm just saying, De'Aaron Fox is obviously super freak athletic. You know, more of a speed motor guy motor. Yeah, and then you got Doncic, who's like a creative, methodical passer. He's not the most athletic, but he plays. He plays more athletic than he is. Well, right? but I'm I mean, just saying, plays... like, he, he's not like a burner. He's not going to just beat no. you. He's not going to just... More of a handler. Walk. Uh, but, yeah, that would be wild. But we don't have to think about that because that's not going to happen. Um, yeah, poor... I don't know how Luke Wallen sells a job, but... Yeah, yeah, it is kind of amazing that he is still employed. I, if I you would have told me, like, again... Our At preseason this point, probably bitterness just, aside. probably just trying to finish out the season with him and then let's do it yeah, in the offseason so they can spend the offseason looking for a coach. I don't know. But it is. Or you could just a... play with an interim coach now and. Hey, listen. Listen. I. These are all great points. But I'm not. Because I'll, I'll, I'll ask you, right? Sure. Aside of the like bitterness of us, I mean, you pick aside of like your bitterness of not getting your pick fulfilled and my bitterness of not getting my pick fulfilled with Luke Walton and Scott Brooks' as first coach fire. I mean. We've had two coaches fired, and neither of them are Luke Walton or Scott Brooks, and I'm pretty disappointed about that. Yeah. Like, if you had told me that, the, like, okay, the T-Wolves coach, I can kind of buy it because I didn't see them being this bad. Like, I saw – we, I was listening to our preseason episode. Also, the Rockets We had the T-Wolves being way better. Okay, but the Rockets just have no players, right? I mean, like, they just – they suck no Nick, matter they've the lost coaches. 17 games in a row. Yeah, I don't but, care who, dude, who are the players? You could go out there with Bugs Bunny and Lola Rabbit, and you lose 17 games in a row. You are... You're done. You're done. You're just, I, don't you're done. You, I don't care who your personnel is. you got to win one, right? Like, statistically, you got to get lucky once, right? Like, <laughs> come on. Just catch a team on an off night. They've lost... Just, that team they, is bad, though. That team missing, is really bad. I know bad. they're missing uh, Christian Wood, but they do still have, like, John Wall, right? And, like... I know Do the we rest believe of the, in think, John Wall. Listen, they just called up Anthony Lamb, who is the first player from the University of Vermont to play in the NBA. I know that they're getting kind of desperate. He's a good player. I'm not disrespecting him, but I'm just saying. I was about to say that sounds like a lot of players up from the G League, right? Like clearly they're they're they have no intention of winning. But even still, like at some point you gotta catch someone on a bad night and you gotta get hot one night and you're gonna win one. But they haven't. They're they are terrible. And I, I don't, I just, dude, you know I who's, who's, I don't care who the coach is. It, it's amazing. And I know that they just have, they just got a new coach because D'Antoni's not there anymore. And like, oh, well, we don't want to fire a guy after like five months of work. 
if you lose 17 in a row, like, clearly it's not. <laughs> yeah, I, and I, I know mean, they're I trying it. to lose so that they have no, there's no reason to fire it because they want to lose. They want to get tri- more picks and stuff like that. But it's just, whew. that's, uh, that team's terrible. Yeah. And the thing is, again, it's 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 kind of a similar situation as Wash as Washington. It's like you do have John Wall and Oladipo, right? Like how? Like it's well, Oladipo's not there. Not there anymore, but like. Well, was that confirmed? Wait, why am I like completely blanking on this? No, he's still there, isn't he? Yeah, he's still there. I'm sorry, he was caught up in rumors. I couldn't remember if it actually like went. No, it's. You have John Wall and Oli, and like, okay, yeah, I mean, Christian Wood's not playing, but I mean, John Wall averaging he's they're zero and seventeen, twenty one points Wood. a game. Stop one. Yeah, <laughs> that tells you a lot about the value of Christian Wood, by the way, which I think Fun is fact. severely underrated. As oh it was yeah, the beginning of the season when oh, he yeah. was playing. I mean that again. That's how if he, he he doesn't play, all of a sudden they go and seventeen. John Wall, I mean, John Wall not having a terrible season. I mean, shooting could be a bit better. Shooting forty two percent from the field, thirty four from three, seventy five percent from the line. Right? Like your personnel like, is not great, but you do yeah. Still again, have I think two there are stars. Three when Christian Woods playing, you have three stars, yeah. right? You should still be winning games even if your surrounding yeah. personnel is bad. Yeah, and I, and I do agree with that, and I think just. I think Houston's just not a great franchise, dude. I just no, they they don't manage things well. They're crumbling. And, and I mean, we've seen this a while in the coming group. Remember when they assembled that team? It was like a prime Dwight Howard plus Harden, and it was like, man, that team's mm-hmm. gonna just crush people. And then they just didn't. And then it was like the whole like, okay, are we gonna find James Harden a point guard? And that didn't work. And now they don't have Harden. And it's just like, I don't know. As much as I I do bag on the Knicks, right? Because I just think their owner is terrible. But like, I do think that Houston probably has the next like worst owner in the league. Tillman for Tita. Yeah, I just think that he he meddles. He just and, bought like, the team though. Like he's only been the owner for a couple of years. Yeah, and that's when the crumbling happened, dude. Right. I mean, that's when everything. They couldn't find. They had James. Harden, who loved being in Houston. Like, he loved the city of Houston. Forget the team. Mm-hmm. He loved the city of Houston. You had a top eight guy thrown into your lap by the stupidity of Oklahoma City, right? Because they didn't want to pay him an extra $4 million, mm-hmm. right? One of the dumbest moves in recent NBA history, right? You didn't, you let him go as a restricted free agent. <laughs> So you had James Harden fall into your lap, and he develops into this perennial MVP candidate, and you can't find him a, a like a half decent dude to, and then you start playing a six five dude at center, like at some point like somebody just needed to like put the crack pipe down in the in the front office of Houston, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I just think that some franchises are just dysfunctional, and maybe you know what? Maybe James Dolan turns over a new leaf when he realizes like, hey, maybe when I don't meddle like things do better i mean if he does good for him i mean but i just think that houston is just becoming kind of one of those like just joke franchises right i mean just up there with like the magic and like minnesota and 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 the kings yeah that can never get it and i know the rockets obviously have had recent success more so than the other teams but again yeah but a lot of that was just james harden carrying haven't won anything and guess what that no, none of those players are there anymore. So yeah, I mean, the Kings made the playoffs one year too, just because Demarcus Cousins put up like thirty and twelve that year, right? I I don't really count like isolated, you know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Teams for teams for me, teams that win, that that don't win with good personnel, I just I question them. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about let's talk about Damian Lillard right before we wrap up. Yeah, he right. did drop 50. Let's close this out because he's having an absolutely ridiculous season. He dropped 50 last night. He's playing essentially without his second and third best players. And the... What, Nurkic and McCollum, right? Yeah, and, and this the Trailblazers are in sixth place. They're 23-16 and 16 without those two guys. And Damian Lillard is on another planet. You want a so hot he, take? Here, I, I got I got some I got some stats. I'll, I'll read off to you really quick before, Hit me. before you say that. So, Dame is averaging 31-5-8 on 45-39-94% and 94% shooting. He leads the NBA in clutch points, threes, field goal percentage, three-point percentage, and wins. 
Yeah, all on I the think, clutch. All on the clutch. Excuse me. Let me make that clear. That's that's absurd. Here's my thing about Dame, right? And love the take or hate the take. I know you're a big Damian Lillard fan. I like Damian. I like watching Damian Lillard play. I think Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum as a backcourt does not work for me. I think it's you need to get Damian Lillard a guy who can play a modicum of defense so that he can just focus on offense because he's not going to be a great defender no matter what he does. So if you can get him a guy who's just like a three and D like, for example, I'll, I'll shoot this out for you. Give D Lil like, um, like Middleton, for example, right. Instead of McCollum Middleton, who's more durable, right? He also plays play better defense. Too, yeah. Some. Plays. Yeah, exactly. He can play multiple positions. He's a way better defender. You give you give you Lillard, shoot. yeah, and he can. I mean, he shoots the lights out. I mean, he's an over forty percent three point shooter, but he's more of like a like a spot up guy, which is what Lillard needs because he likes to drive and kick, right? That's why he works so well with Nurkic because he also he just needs a dumps. big man that could stay healthy. God, yeah. I mean, give dude, give him Middleton, and I think that team is way better. I think that we've pushed this this Ex- train yeah. of 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 McCollum and Lillard and Lillard as far as it goes, and I do think. It's very clear that it's Lillard that elevates McCollum. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say McCollum's not a good player, but it definitely is. is, is I know he's that... a good player, but I mean, I think if we're going just off individual ability, I think he's several tiers below like the really high-level wing guys in the league. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be blasphemous, but I don't even think he's like DeMar DeRozan tier. Right. Oh, I, I think if... That's that blasphemous. Or even, I don't think he's as good of an individual player as Middleton, dude. I think if you put them in a vacuum, I think Middleton gives you more. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And I think that it's just the... Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I mean, going back to to my initial point, all that aside, Damon Lillard is is now seventh all-time in 50-point games in NBA history uh, with 12 only people ahead of him are Wilt, MJ, Bryant, James Harden, ba- Elgin Baylor, Rick Barry, and then Damian Lillard. So that's a decent And he has company. time to catch someone. Yeah, he has plenty of time. All right, that's the show. See you.